welcome to another edition of uh, Ray's Music Reviews, a podcast where we talk about music and review it. Um, we Breaking are accompanied by... Um, wicka, wicka, wicka. I don't... I never remember my Break nickname. It down. Green Day Jared, something like that. Rush Jared. Rush, dude. Yes. Weezer Jared. Weezer Jared. Oh, I had a Weezer question for you later. Anyway. Morsey Jared. Gizzard. I can't. No, I'm a Lizard, JPEG Gizzard, Mafia. Wizard. I cannot wait until Morsey, Morsey dies. dies. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, what did we listen to? Um, we listened to Pearl Jam's 10. KP. Oh, yeah, KP. Oh, we are also here. brought here by. <laughs> I guess KP's here, too. <laughs> All right. Uh, that, that guy. Um. Pearl Jam's ten. Um, I'm pretty sure it's in the top ten best selling al- best selling albums of all time. Yeah, I get it. I'm pretty 10. sure. I think it was at. It had to be. It's well, my also, name, it's my my top ten album. You know. What it I mean? had to be. It was named that. Well, well, I think I think I think it was also at number ten. Oh wow! It like Quinky Dink. Yeah, I I don't know if it's there anymore. It it might have it might have been pushed down a couple spots, but I remember seeing like a Loudwire video about that or something. Isn't the best selling album of all time like the Eagles' greatest hits? No, I think it's still Thriller. That doesn't count. Oh, that oh because yeah, it's a greatest be, hits album. Yeah, that's true. But I remember I remember the number for the Eagles' greatest hits being just like ludicrously high. It's like, do people like the Eagles that much? <laughs> uh, don't get me wrong, Hotel California, fantastic song. One of the best songs of all time, not exactly, but it's iconic. Dude, that they got some Eagles had some hits. Hits after hits after hits after hits after hits. They lived life in the fast lane. Oh yeah. <laughs> There's gonna be a heartache tonight. Listening to your jokes. Um, <laughs> uh, anyways, um anyways, um this album it's it's time on the charts was weird because it wasn't an instant boom, right? It wasn't instantly, like, top of the charts, no. But the way it kind of got there and the way it kind of sold so much, at least according to the charts, was that it just kind of stayed on the charts for, like, I think, like, years. It just mm-hmm. kind of stayed and lured on the charts. And I think that's how it got as big as it did. And you listen, and uh, a lot of the biggest hits of the 90s come from this album um I'm, i think alive is the biggest hit from this yeah album? i was actually oh looking yeah it up alive's on, a huge one even flow's a I was huge on spotify one. i really thought even flow was by far their most popular song but no it's it's alive by like uh was that 24 or 19 million plays wow i mean the numbers are 294 million to 275 million so it's not yeah that's a lot that's a lot that's still i don't know i i really like alive but i did think that jeremy and even flow i mean those were the songs that I was most familiar with for Pearl Jam. Yeah, oh yeah. I've heard Jeremy like 200 times. Yeah, uh, at minimum. <laughs> I've heard that song a lot. Right. I, I think I, I think I've heard I, I think I've heard this entire album a lot because that's pretty much but my mom only played me grunge. Excellent. Your mom is a big Pearl Jam fan. Huge. Yeah, it it I've heard this, this... I, I've heard this album so many times. I've heard <laughs> this is her favorite. Um, yes. Uh, yeah, this this probably. I mean... Uh, I don't really know much about a lot of uh, their other albums, in all honesty. I don't know if any of them were as popular as this one. Versus is really good. Versus was also... they, you know, The platform they're standing on when they release Versus is this. Yeah, yeah. Ab- so, ab- absolutely. You know, they're one of the bigger bands in the world. They release their second album. It takes off huge. 
Now, how do Corduroy I... was was popular as well, but not like the first the first two were. If I were huge. to describe the content on this album, it would be edgy, but not in a bad way. Yeah, a lot of it uh, talks about pretty taboo societal yeah, a lot of things, it, uh, especially you know yeah. Jeremy being. It's also very introspective. Yeah, and it's like it's in not, an ugly way, but it you know what I mean, but not in an like say if we yeah. were to no, say no. It, it's not really like a sarcastic edginess either. Like no. you go into like a Smashing Pumpkins album, Billy Corgan's practically just like sounds like he's constantly making fun of it. <laughs> right. You. This is a the, the, like you said the grunge movement, and you have this the players from Seattle, and then the lyrics and the and the singer is out of San Diego, and you have that merger. I'd say this was say like on on the bleakness scale. This was like it was more bleak than a Soundgarden album, but less than an Alice in Chains album. Sure. Like sure. just kind of like in the middle there. Yes, but um, should we just should we just get into the album? We we can we absolutely can. Sure, yeah. Let's just start talking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, it starts with once. Um, once the song about a man becoming a serial killer. You love that, you know what I mean? It is well, even if you don't want to go into the the serial thing, it. It is a song he has been... A lot of the content here is he is told that his father... The person he believes to be his biological father is not his biological father. Happened, happened absolutely. And it that is what Alive is about, once is about. And you, it is taking him into these places of once upon a time I knew who I was and now I... That has all been put into question because of the fact that if you're lying to me about that, what else have I been told that's a lie, right? And, and so everything becomes insecure at that point. And now he, he loses control of who he is and how he can control himself. And that's a and that's that's huge way to start a record. Honestly, it sets the tone very It's well. so sweepingly epic to start with. You know, once an even flow is next and then a live, you just get this huge a, engulfment yeah. of emotion. What you know. a block. And then immediately into Why Go, which is probably the most punk song on the album. Yeah. But, you know... And, and, it's the rager. You know, Even Flow is this song that is about... Um, Homelessness. Yes. And the... In the uh, a person who really needs help, right? Mm-hmm. Because he is homeless. And, and, he's, and he's lost his ability to grasp the reality around him. And then you have Alive, which is this story that is talking further about the issues with the father and then of course the mother is incestual and that takes you into a whole I remember when somebody told me that when it first came out I was like what? No. That yeah. can't be what it's about and then, then I, I yeah. and like I've literally been in denial about that periodically over my whole life because the concept is so horrible right and it also leads to this hugely uh, intense conversation of how songs are can be interpreted biographically and autobiographically. Yeah. Because the story he's telling you, if you're in a room with ten thousand people or seventy thousand people and they're singing it, they're not all thinking about that yeah. moment in time, right? What they're thinking about is there is a bit of if I can survive this, I am alive and I can move forward. Yes. 
And that's what you're hoping you get out yes. of this. And then why go is this story about a woman who's been put into an insane asylum to get help or some form of an addiction place to get help when she doesn't need to be there. Right. And so then you, you go from even flow where a guy does need help and can't get it because of the society we're in to a woman who's basically jailed by the people she loves and dude, and then you go into black. Oh my, again, it, it, it's just, it starts slinging <sighs> immediately on, on just, you know, issues. and how much he loves whomever this is. And, uh, just my Lord, you know, and then my world fades to black. You'll be the son of somebody else's world at some point. And just, oh and, and there is that he's telling you these stories that he's observed in the biography portion of the, and, and also so introspective with the live and even flow and all that. It's an amazingly in the music around this. That like, the, oh my God. Uh, the way the drums are produced. That's, that's what I was going to bring up. They're there's, so punchy. Yeah. And then there's, and they drive the whole, the, the drums they, and bass drive this incredible dueling guitar. And then Eddie Vedder's voice? Jesus Christ. Girl. Iconic. Just, oh, yeah. Okay. If there's anything I like more than Pearl Jam, it's doing Eddie Vedder impression. <laughs> I'll spare the podcast. And, uh, right. I, I love that. Well, and then you think about that. After you get through Black and there's this hopelessness there, he doesn't pick you up. You go into Jeremy, right? And there's the this story here. Now, you, know, you have a guy who kills himself, but Eddie doesn't tell this story from the part of a person who isn't involved in the story. Because he's the bully, you know. I thought it was a harmless little fun until I, the 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 writer the of the of the song, you assume he thought it was a harmless little fun. We're picking on the boy to the point where the boy strikes him, and that took him, overwhelmed him. But that didn't overwhelm him as much as the day Jeremy, you know, did what he did in class. And it's just an overwhelming boy. That first Jeremy's six. my favorite song on the album. It's amazing. Um, just, it's just, really just, amazing. just, just, just because, and a lot of the songs on this album, especially the singles, there's a point where they just kind of go off, and they just never come back. It's called them, uh, right? And just well, they finish up with kind of a lot of these songs finish up with minutes of instrumentals. Yeah, the the big one I can Which say is, is "Alive," where it just ends on like that two minute solo. So good. Mm. Um, and th- and then all of that it goes into oceans, which is a bit of a needed cooldown. Um, it- it's a lot more mellow than the rest of the songs, especially because I think Jeremy might be the most maximalist ending of all the songs. So I feel like ocean o- ocean was certainly needed, and then but then it throws you right back in with porch. Yes, he is back to the woman who has dumped him. And the way that kind of started, porch is ferocious. Agree. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Just from the boom, from the jump, man. That thing is, oh wow, what a song. Um, yeah, I, I don't really know what else to say. Um, so some of the more unknown songs from this album, where I, I will say Deep is probably the only song from this album I didn't hear. Um, it's good. Garden's really good. Like, all, all these songs are really good. I especially like the last couple minutes of release. Oh, yeah. Where it's just kind of, like, psychedelic thing. I don't really know how to describe it. And he's asking his, you know, early in the song, he's asking to be, you know, what's crazy, too, is they say that he didn't have lyrics written down. And that that was, like, some kind of, like, he's singing over the music 
for the first time and that's what you're hearing and it's like he really didn't write those lyrics it's like almost hard to believe that mm-hmm. he but he's begging his father to release him from this pain that he's been going through and that's dude wow and like you're talking about with you know porch is ferocious and then garden is he's like putting himself his what is bloody hands into her stone garden <laughs> it's like oh just ugh, you know what I mean? It's just the torture he puts himself through for these relationships that he has. It's an amazing, amazing trip. But the hidden track, and track. Uh, what's the hidden track? It just it's it, master slave. Yeah, it starts playing after. It's similar to the beginning Ruth. of Oceans. You yeah, know what I mean, and yeah, it comes absolutely, up. absolutely. It fits well. It fits well. I, this, I thought it was great. I, I again, I didn't really. I didn't even know that was a hidden track. Yeah, hidden tracks are, are weird. Um, it makes more sense it, it, on a vinyl. Or a CD, um, it's weird because I, I just let the because normally uh, wait so when that's I what, an album, that's, yeah, what, that's what that was I listened I listened yeah. to th- yeah. I listened yeah. to this on like a on like a CD it was it, it was like and See, I was that, I thought that was just like a I thought it was just like a little ending thing I, I didn't really it, well, it it is it is but it's it's just one of those things that it's like not listed on the track list even on Spotify because it's just like the actual audio to it is just stapled to mm-hmm. the end of a release. Yeah. So normally when I listen to these albums, I kind of loop it. Mm-hmm. So I was about to go switch the album back to the first song uh, when released with ending, mm-hmm. but I just kind of let it play for a minute, and then I was it started more music, and I was like, wait, oh okay, right. And I thought that was neat. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, what was your favorite song? What was your favorite song? Even flow. I, I say I said mine. Mine was Jeremy. Yeah. Porch, porch, and why go? Or two of my just favorite songs. Period. Yeah. 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 Even um, flow just hits hits the right. It's amazing. Beats and I think there's a couple songs, especially towards the beginning of the album, where I think the lyricism's really good. Oh yeah. Uh, I want to talk about uh, where's the line where he talks about uh, he has a newspaper but he doesn't know how to read, and I don't interpret that in like a literal sense. It, it's more of a I feel like that's more of a. He's doing what's expected of him uh, societally, even if he doesn't understand. Right. And maybe that that disconnect is part of why his situation is the way it is, which I think is is so insightful. Right. Uh, I think that's that's just perfect. Absolutely. I love that line. And then in Alive, I really like the line, uh, you're still alive, she said. Oh, and do I deserve to be? Is that the question? And if so, who answers? Right. I just it, like I, when I was listening to it, I felt like I heard that and I was like, "Oh my god!" Mm-hmm. Like if it, the stage at, like the stage in his emotions where he's feeling like that is is just right. Like the the, the despair, the dis- true despair, just right. just complete nothing but wow. And like you Do said, I deserve to be alive. Who would even answer that question? Right. Would it be me? Would it be her? Would it be my father? Like, just the, the questions it provokes is, is awesome. Yeah, and like you said too, when you talk about the newspaper statement, there's this constant not knowing who he's supposed to be for others, or and if in even for himself or any of it. There's just these huge question marks of of who, and I think that was a huge part of the movement in general was who are we at this stage of our lives supposed to be? And that's why it excelled like it did. And it's, I just, I think it's so important that to like humanize homeless people in a lot of ways, because there's a Absolutely. lot, there's so much work that goes into just completely dehumanizing them as just like lazy, worthless, that right. to just 
provide a song from their perspective and and uh, you know what was the term for like em- empathize with them? Absolutely, is is so huge. Absolutely, absolutely. This album's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just, no, just no. do we want to? Like, do you have a least favorite song? Not I don't really think I could choose. So, some I mean, of the there's the songs, songs I don't listen to a lot, but yeah. not like it's so, a least. Some of the favorite. songs toward the end I can't necessarily differentiate between them, but I didn't like. I've never heard them before, as opposed to like. Even flow, Jeremy, the songs I'm very familiar with. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, is that it? Yeah. Um, so what would we rate this out of ten? I, I think I'd probably hmm. Um eight, eight, eight and a half ish. I know that's that's I feel like that's that's always the number I give for albums I think are great but aren't necessarily my favorites. Right. But. Um yeah, somewhere around there, eight, eight and a half, if not a little more. What do you think, Ray? I don't know. I don't want to give it a ten, but I almost feel like I have to give it a ten. What would your mom give it? How about that? Mom, mom would give it like a hundred. Okay. Um, but why do you say you feel like you have to give it a ten? I, I I can't really find anything wrong with it. Does your mom have you under duress? But that's you, blink, she actually has a gun to twice. my head. Right. She actually has a gun to my head right now. She's in the podcast room. But but you, but it's not because of something you think somebody expects of you. It's because it's flawless in your opinion for I, what I, they're I trying to accomplish. Really think I, I yeah I don't really I can't really find a flaw in it. I feel like yeah I feel like it was pretty much fully realized vision basically. Correct. Correct. There's a man who sat down and told us tales of his life and of people around him, and the band took those words and brought them to life. Or actually, it was probably vice versa because I think a lot of the music was written before, and he listened to demos and wrote over it. But either way, it is a fully. I give it a ten. I I, just, I can't. There's nothing wrong with it. It's it's exactly what they tried to produce and it's sweepingly epic and brutal and beautiful and amazing you know? yeah I, I, I really I, I really have no clue what to give this cause like realistically I'd probably give it like a 9 but so, so let's just kinda go with that like 9 or a 9.5 I, 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 I don't know actually don't write that down I'd have no clue I can't <laughs> officially he gives it a 9 Maybe. I, I, I don't know. This is tough. I don't know. Okay. Well. Yeah, I guess we, I, 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 I don't think I can rate this. So what <laughs> did we listen to this week? Oh, oh I have a couple. Uh, there is a new Godspeed You Black Emperor album. Yes. Um, for a long time, Godspeed You uh, was my, like, musical snob band that I would always say, I'd be like, oh, I like, I like Godspeed You Black Emperor. You've probably never heard of them. <laughs> not, not, I was never that bad, but that's, you know, absolutely. That was what, uh, I'm cooler than you. I'm cooler than you. Cause I listened to like droning guitar, <laughs> nothing but oh, st- you like, like did, radio static and guitar. Did you like, did you like, did you like the meme I sent you? Yes. Yes. The baby. The, the, the baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's a singular let's go followed by. <laughs> About 20 minutes of radio static and, and just, like, four guitar riffs. That's it. Yeah. Uh, the, however, the new album is quite good. Um, I always... It's weird for me to, like, rate music that's that... Uh, I don't even know what the term... I don't want to say minimalist, because it's not exactly, but it's... it's Avant-garde. Just, avant-garde would be a pretty uh, pretty good 
I just like how do I talk about how good it is? Well, if you're going to be a snob, you have to say avant garde. Avant garde. But you have to say it right, and I don't know that I can do that with my accents. Yeah, I don't think so either. <laughs> I got a little too much cantonment in me. Avant garde. Avant garde. Yes. Um, no, it's it's weird, but it's just like listening to it is so easy because mm-hmm. it's it's simple. It's just like you listen to it, and you get caught up. Right. For, for me, it's kind of like a, a soundtrack. Like you know how you like specifically like Hans Zimmer's soundtracks. Where you just get caught sweeping upwards with the the long notes. It, it's I have the same feeling with a lot of this stuff. We actually listened to it yesterday too, yeah. riding around, and it was uh, like you said, it's it's easy to go in and out of it. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Uh, it's also called God's Pee at State's End, which is <sighs> what a name. What a name! Um, right. I know they're like anarchists, okay. um, so that explains a lot of the. Like song titles and also, but like what I don't understand the God's P part. <laughs> that part's a little odd to me. It's a strange visual. Uh, I have continued. Oh, I listened to that playlist you made for funk. I had to drive my oh. mom around for a bit, so I was like, man, let me put on some funky, funky music. <laughs> Did she like it? Yeah. Okay, good. good. I mean, I, I was enjoying it way more than she was. Why did she, like, her, her car broke down. She wasn't having a great day anyways. And I was like, I was cruising and jamming. Why I, didn't I you play singing. my emo playlist, huh? Yeah. <laughs> she played the hyperpop playlist. Yes. <laughs> hey, Mom, do you like Stupid Horse by 100 Gigs? <laughs> do you know uh, what it's like to feel as clean as a money machine? <laughs> I've also uh, listened a lot to the 1981 uh, ELO album, Time. Oh. concept album i kind of just love it right it's it's phenomenal i mean it starts out it, it's like i love concept albums from the 80s i love the futuristic i love what they get right what they get wrong just the mm. just the i don't even know the hamminess of it right lasers it talks about like oh in the future and it's it's and it starts out with the song twilight which is probably my favorite ELO song in general because it's just a complete banger right unreal how good that song is uh, then it sweeps right into, uh, what was it? Yours Truly 2095, which is kind of a love song. It, she, he talks about, uh, like, she does everything you do, but she's an IBM. You know, it's, it's <laughs> perfect. It kills me. And what, what's crazy about this album to me is it sounds like like MGMT could have made this album in 2016. It straight up sounds like an MGMT album. And, like, a lot of the – like, Little Dark Age – is like adjacent to this album. They, they they really nailed the time period of that perfectly. Like they they straight up could have made this album, and I wow. mean that in the positive. It's awesome. Wow, it's so good. All of it, I I love it, dude. Straight, you gotta listen to it. Okay, I, I really really like it. That was it. I don't think anyone. I know there are some artists I like that release stuff, but nothing super interesting. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm still laughing at the MGMT could have made this. If, okay, if you listen to Yours Truly 2095 and tell me that that doesn't literally sound like an MGMT song, I'm begging you. What'd y'all listen to? <laughs> What'd you listen to, Ray? <laughs> um, me? Um, I, 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 tried, I tried out um, Alex G, who is like, like, Frank Ocean has him a lot. He's like this lo-fi kind of indie acoustic folk artist. Uh, I, I mean, I like him. Like, fr- I, I was, I was, a, I, I will admit, I'm a bit. Le- I was a bit. My expectations were a bit high for him when I heard the name Frank Ocean. Yeah. So I, I, I kind of, my expectations were kind of just 
Wait. <laughs> Perhaps a little high for an artist who's, who's like, lo- lo-fi, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I don't go into a lo-fi album expecting, like, to, to love it. I'm expecting just, like, vibe to it. Yeah, I, I've actually, uh, like, uh, like on YouTube, I have, like, a bunch of, like, uh, Knight's Beat Switch memes on my recommended. I know. I, I, yeah, I sent one to y'all um, that was, what, Evan Bourne? Evan Bourne taking ar- the arc- RKO. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> Yeah, I sent I sent it to y'all. It was I love those memes. The beat switch on, I mean it's iconic. The it's, beat switch on nights is crazy. I need to listen to Blonde again. Honestly, I need to. I again I listened to it when it came out. I need Frank to make new music again. Yeah, what what's funny is people were complaining super hard before Blonde came out that Frank had taken forever to make it, and it's been longer since Blonde than it was between the other two albums. Which man, I I would like some new Frank Ocean. I don't think, again, when Blonde came out, I don't think I was... It, it wasn't the album I needed at the time. Um, I, I kind of want to give it another shot. I mean, I have over the years, and I like some songs, like Solo and stuff, but I don't know. I mean, I, when, I, when it comes to Frank Ocean, I'm definitely more of a Channel Orange guy than I am Blonde, or even some songs on Nostalgia Ultra. Like I don't know. I gotta give it another shot. Um, I listened, I listened to... to mainly two I've also been listening to Vivid I've heard of that band yeah we might have done an episode on it if I remember correctly (laughs) yes (laughs) yes no I I had to do some driving and I was just like what's better than Glamour Boys in the highway I ain't no Um, Glamour Boy I I will bring up (laughs) I will bring up two that I listened to Mm -hmm. Um, Diamond Eyes by Deftones this was their 2010 comeback album it was their first album after their bassist had died Um, there's a way to come back they they did it They, they had all the reasons to not make a new album but they did and they just knocked it out of the park Really? Yeah, this this is probably the that, most gorgeous Deftones album. That's always a tale you, you hear, like, coming back, especially after a band member dies, and it just sucks. Hmm. That's a tale you hear more frequently than it's it's great. Well, it's <laughs> got to be hard to wade those waters, you know? It, I think it also depends on the band and, like, what their subject matter is in general as well. Like, if, if those are waters they kind of wade anyways... Makes well, sense with Deftones a little bit. Well, with Deftones, yeah, 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 and while they do have some good lyrical moments, you don't really have to write that great lyrics, because because there's so much shoegaze in there. Shoegaze is just like mumble rock, right? It. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that you're you're right. <laughs> it really is. I prefer to call it shoegazi though. Nice. Pronounce it like fugazi. Yes, makes it way better. It's the fancy way. Like. A little gauzy also, in anything. I was makes also it better. I, I was also this week uh, old when I realized that my bloody Valentine was all lowercase. Really? Um, yeah. It. I. Um, I'm. I don't know how to feel about that. Um, I also listened to the Downward Spiral by Nine Inch Nails. <laughs> Purchased it yesterday yeah. on Twelfth Avenue at Revolver Records. Shout out, Eric Elvis. Yeah. Shout out. That is real name. Elvis is not. <laughs> but he's Eric. nicknamed that, yes. That's fair. Um, it's great. Um, it's it's probably top three concept albums I've ever heard. Um, when you picked it out, the, what came out of his mouth? Landmark. Th- what a, a land- landmark album. Yeah, he said, this yeah. is a landmark record, boy. Right, right. Which I don't... <laughs> like, 
But I don't think he was calling you a boy. No, no, I think I think he was, I think he was just like talking a, about the album. Like as but a it, it, boy. I kind of felt yeah. I kind of felt a little threatened. Yeah. You <laughs> better like this record, boy. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> like I'm buying it. <laughs> like, dude, like, I'm I, buying I, it. I hope I like it. Too. I like it. I like it. Uh, uh, no, no. Uh, I was gonna get it, but now I just like to get it faster. Concept albums are so weird. I think I think there needs to be like a, a great greater discussion about concept albums because what like what do you define as a concept album? Because in some ways the Pearl Jam record ten is a little bit of a there's it a is. there's a theme that runs there, yeah, through the record. Yeah, where does it stop being a theme and starts being a concept? Is, right. is is does it have to tell a story from point A to point B? Does it have to be loosely related songs? I mean, I think uh, I think Trent would say everything he's done is in some way or another absolutely. a concept record, uh, like Tool records too. Right, absolutely, you can, you can make that absolutely. absolutely. Um, but it's something like uh, Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars. That's weird as a concept album because it is, again, it, it kind of changes from fiction to autobiographical. Right, and that's that's the concept of the album. But it, and this, I, I know it's weird. And this album is kind of similar in that, but I'd ar- I'd I'd probably argue it's more autobiographical than concept, which is makes it weird well, calling it a concept album. That's another one of those things. If you're just talking about you and how you feel, is that a yeah? Again, the the, the wording. I think I don't think there's any like line you can draw really right because a rock opera is something else too yeah that's what i'm saying like when when people talk about concept albums like even like time it's more of a rock opera than it is like the concept of the album is that it's telling a story centralized about like futuristic themes and how the world will be in the future but is that like you know that's is that a rock opera right yeah well like where where are the lines drawn between these very vague Right, uh, genres. Yeah, and right. I, I just I think that's super interesting. Or definitions. I love, I love concept albums. Twenty One Twelve is my favorite Rush album. Maybe I like Fly By Night quite a bit. Dude, they're so good. So they're all, good all of them. Mm-hmm. There was only one God, and his name was Neil Peart. There you go. Um, I'm just uh, Hurt is one of the best songs of the '90s. Yeah, I mean it's probably top ten. I I, I don't know. I when I when I tried to make like I I tried to make like a top something something favorite songs I couldn't really pick between the Johnny Cash or Nine Inch Nails version I think asking right. that question is super unfair to right. a music fan right cause like you, that, that's the unanswer that's the unanswerable question <laughs> Johnny at that point in his life really brings an authenticity to those lyrics that are tough yeah tough. And, yeah but also hearing her at the end of downward spiral is an experience. Yeah, absolutely. Like, <laughs> absolutely. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't really have much else to say. Um, Dad, what uh, did we all go through? What you listened to? No, we listened to Sandinista yesterday, right? Well, yeah, you and I did the Clash, and then um, not all of it. It's a triple album. Listen to a little Jazz is Dead. There was a new one that they kind of put out on Thursday. Jazz is Dead is so good. All of them Always. are awesome. Right, right, right. I listened to a little Beebs the other day. Um, new album yeah justice yeah, yeah. just to see what's going on with the kids anyway move on from that um, i did you think i, I will say it was, I, a, it was all right it was i will okay. say i i said I this on last podcast it. i did like the one song that ed sheeran wrote for him mainly only for the line my mama don't like you and she likes everyone right which is just the it's cutting it's mm-hmm. just so it's boof man right uh i did listen to today i was thinking about um, because of Alive and the discussion we had earlier, I was thinking about 
a line, actually an inner liner notes. Uh, you ever heard of the song Crazy by Seal? Yeah. Okay. It You know, it's a terrific, I, that album, I think, got Grammys and stuff. It's a terrific album. The song is fantastic. In the inner liner notes of his, uh, the next album he puts out, he had gotten a fan mail note of um, someone who was inspired by the song Crazy, read the lyrics in that changed the way she felt about the song and it was no longer uh, as important to her in her life, right? And then he put in his notes, I didn't put the lyrics to my songs on this album in here because it doesn't matter what these songs mean to me. What matters is what this does to you. And I, I felt like when you're listening to all those songs on 10, there's those two, there's that thing, right? It's it's It's... What Eddie's going through, you may not be going through it like he's going through it, but you can understand all the concepts he's talk all the concepts he's talking and this about. This is this is even if you can't understand a gosh darn word he is saying. Right, which in some the lyric is Jeremy spoke in class today. And right. there, nothing of that is intelligible except for Jeremy. <laughs> right. Well, for the longest time, I thought the beginning of Porch had something to do with automobiles driving by. Right? <laughs> That's nothing to do with it. You know, but it's still, but, you know, you know, you get in there, you read, whatever. But I think it is important to to take what you can out of, out of things. And you can listen to music in various ways. And just because... You don't dive in and try to figure out exactly what this is doing with him doesn't mean it can't impact you in your own personal life, or maybe what he's going through can impact you yeah. in your own personal life. Absolutely. And it's it's an you know that's why music is such a beautiful way to way to uh, interpret art. And um, I, I, is that it? Is that it? That, that, what are we going to do? Rap? What are we going to do? Um, Next, we will be listening to um, metal classic, uh, a, a genuine classic, um, Metallica, Master of Puppets. I, I think this was rated the number one metal album of all time by Rolling Stone. Obey Rolling your master, master, master puppet. Yeah, I don't really know this Metallica album super well. Again, more of a, a ride the lightning. I think you got the growl down. <laughs> I think you should audition audition for the band. I think that was Dude, very we're uncomfortable. From, we're going from Eddie Better to James freaking Hetfield. Hetfield. Yes. Growl. Let's do it. Her. Just keep picking bands that have really unique vocalists. vocalists. There's something to be said for that. Yeah. Absolutely. It's part of the band's sound. It's a major feature of the band's sound. That's why people don't like Rush. Well, that's the... I remember Dave... Mustaine said one time, he said, you say what you want about me and Axel and James. We don't sound like nobody else. You may hate us. You may love us. We don't sound like nobody else. Let's do a, let's do a modest mouse album after this. Oh, yeah. Let's do a Rush album, baby. Sparkle. Hey, he Hammer. doesn't sound like nobody else. He don't sound like nobody else. Sound. He sounds right? like a pterodactyl. You, you hear three things. You hear three or four notes he sings, and you know immediately whether or not hey. you like him. Exactly. Billy Corgan. You hear three or four notes. You know immediately whether or not you can handle that. You know? Markle. It ain't Sharon. like Bruno. Sharon. Everybody Bruno. loves Bruno. Everyone loves Bruno. He'd take it. You know, 
He'd take a grenade for you. He'd run okay, in front of a train for okay, you. Okay, so this is unrelated, but when I was in like middle school, I had an alarm set to the radio, uh-huh. and it would, for whatever reason, it would always be that freaking song. Really? Like you literally woke up every morning thinking about throwing yourself on a grenade. Yeah. For Either somebody. that or some other Bruno Mars song that I hate equally as much. It might explain Blazing generosity. Song. Yes. Yes, that's why. Because Bruno <laughs> Mars, like MK Ultra, programmed me <laughs> to caring for others and doing anything to achieve others' love, which is a great way to go about living your life. <laughs> is that a wrap? I, I can't follow that up with anything. <laughs> yeah, I think we gotta go. Go home, eat production copyright 2021. You know, sometimes we just don't feel like doing anything. <laughs>